Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt Johnson. This is the Team Building Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, just want to thank you real quick. If you haven't uh, already subscribed, make sure to do so here on YouTube. And then if you prefer the audio versions, just head on over to iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe there to get the, uh, the audio versions. And we're going to cover really something really interesting today. So we're joined by Andy Cuny, the success manager of our Omaha team, as well as uh, handling the accountability and, and success management for all of our expansion teams nationwide. And we're going to go through the exact process that he uses on his individual one-on-one -on -one meetings with agents to hold them accountable to dip into their lead conversion, uh, you know, their follow-up, and make sure that they're following processes and best practices that they've laid out and all this stuff. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you are you know, not watching this live, make sure to go check out EliteRealEstateSystems.com where you can get information on all of our team building workshops, the expansion if you're interested in partnering with us uh, to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Uh, whatever that looks like, you can get uh, go to the website to get more information on the different options for how we can potentially help you do that. So with that being said, let's bring in Andy. Andy Cuny. Andy, what's up today? Hey, man. It's great. It's uh, great to be on the podcast with you. I'm, I'm really excited to go over this. Um, it's something that we we have found is very very important for us to be. Um, the, it's the accountability factor. You know, I'm meeting with each agent every week, one on one. It gives us kind of that time to uh, get very serious and kind of drill down. You know, we we have our team meetings, things like that. But I tell you what, that one on one. Uh, meeting with each agent each week is super important. Yeah. So let's uh, talk just from a practical standpoint. You as the success manager, sure. still in, in production, you still have a ton of other stuff on your plate. So first of all, how are you scheduling yeah. them and how long are the meetings? Okay. Well, we schedule, we meet with each agent every week for 20 minutes. So, uh, to, so that I can keep my sanity. We try and group those together as much as possible. Right. So on, on a Monday, uh, we have our team meeting, so we obviously have the whole team there at once in the morning, right, for our team accountability meeting. Then afterwards, I will have approximately 14 one-on-ones. -on -one. I'm God. able to get through, right, I'm able to, if Mondays, I time block, this is my day where I'm having one-on-one -on -one with the agents, I'm available. They're 20 minutes apiece, so you can get through three in an hour. And then, um, then I take a day off. On Tuesdays, I'm working my own clients, my own business. Then on Wednesday, we hop back in. We try and group trainings as well because we want to make sure that attendance is great. If agents are already going to be here with me for one-on-one -on -one meetings on Wednesday, that's when we throw in our dialogue and call blitz as well right. because we want to have them around the office, take advantage of it. So then I'll have another, it will be eight one-on-one -on -one meetings um, on Wednesdays as well. Okay. So then... So all my one-on-one -on -one meetings are usually on Monday or Wednesday every okay. week for 20 minutes apiece. And so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but just talk to me a little bit. About what's what's the consequence or what's the uh, what's the reaction if somebody cancels, bails, whatever the case is, or has to reschedule their one-on-one -on -one for that week? Okay, so what we do is I have uh, what I guess maybe like what a professor would call is I have office hours. So I do have some time available uh, throughout the week where they can reschedule. Okay. Now it's they've got to let me know if they're going to miss though ahead of time because there are other agents who'd like to slide into their time slot. Right. You know what I mean? Things like that. So they've got to let me know if there's no um, no call no show. I guess is what you'd want to say. Then I it's my job during that 20 minutes. I'm reaching out to them. It's usually 
uh, a, a client ran long, something like this, something like that. I had a doctor's appointment, I forgot to let you know, and then we'll get it rescheduled. One off here and there, not a problem. If they're producing, you know what I mean? If they're, yeah. if they're a, a good solid agent, I'm okay with that. But what it does do is we track all of that because we track attendance along with everything else. It helped me to see if this is a pattern and if this is going to be an issue. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. So let's dive into the actual the checklist part and let's what we come out of it with is is essentially a checklist that somebody else could use uh, mm -hmm. that they could sit down and just if they just take notes on what you're going to say here, uh, they could literally take this template and start using sure. it with their agents immediately, even if it's just four of them. You know, if you've got a few buyers Absolutely. agents and you know something like that. So it it applies just as well to small teams. In fact, the smaller your team. Uh, the more you can probably stretch out the one-on-ones to, uh, I mean, I, I know some people that do lunches. I know some people that do, um, I was just talking to a team leader in Salt Lake the other day. Their one-on-one -on -one meetings are a half hour because their team is the size of seven. It's like seven agents. So. So you can stretch this out and you can add things to uh, to the checklist or you can just, you know, not compress it in terms of time as much. But let's let's get into the first part. So when somebody sits down with you for the first time, what's, uh, not for the first time, but when they first sit down with you, what is the first thing that you go over with them in terms of this one-on-one -on -one meeting? Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is, uh, and we'll just be very, very practical about what happens. They'll sit down and it'll be small talk. It'll be small talk as I'm entering in their numbers. You know, say, hey, uh, Matt. How's it going? How was your last week? How was the weekend? Right? Simple small talk. And I'm going to put in their numbers, their call goals, uh, contacts, client um, appointments they went on, how many contracts did we execute? I'm entering in all their numerical data okay. into our spreadsheets as we're talking. Um, they'll usually bring up things that was great or I had an issue with this, those types of mm -hmm. things. Then next thing we're going to do is on my spreadsheet that I keep, and it's very important, I do all of the number entering with them sitting with me, okay? I do okay. that in front of them. Okay. I want them to see the physical act of me keeping tabs, right? And putting all these numbers oh, in. This is the, if they the agent little, accountability tracker as far as where, where they're showing up, how many meetings they're going to, and all this stuff that kind of yeah, that gauges their absolutely. involvement in the team? Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to put in front of them in the spreadsheet that they attended. Okay. I, I'm going to ask them, hey, how many calls did you make this week? If their calls were low, they're going to see me put in that low number in their time slot, right? right? So these are all the things that I do in front of them. It's Would it be a lot quicker and easier for me to do it on my own? Absolutely. But I do it in front of the agent because I want to then either ask them why were our calls so low? Why was our activity so low? Or pat on the back. That is a great job. Look at this. Four weeks in a row, you've doubled your call goal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we can revisit that. So it, it allows me to either kind of lean on or lift up depending on what their activity's been. Okay. So that's that's the number one thing is we'll sit down and enter in all of those types of numbers. Attendance, goals, calls, that kind of stuff. Okay. The next thing that we're going to do is I will physically go through their CRM with them. Okay. And okay. we will go through every category. Um, so we'll, we'll literally go through um, each category and we'll find out how many leads, if any, are deficient. Okay. So in your new category, have you reached out to everybody? Have you set them up on the correct e-alerts, the email drips? Have you sent text messages? Right? And did you leave a voicemail? All of these things. Right. Then we'll go to qualify, nurture, watch all the way down. And I will enter in and I will physically go through and check all the leads. It's time consuming. Okay. Boy, it's effective. It's very yeah. effective because it's painful to sit there and add up the leads that are behind. You know what I mean? And it's almost <laughs> like they're like, oh, you know, but they yeah, do it. Yeah. But they do it. And I'll run into them down like uh, somebody with a meeting on a Monday. I'll run into them on a Thursday. I'll be like, hey, Matt, how's it going today? And they're like, great, I'm getting all my leads taken care of, so Monday's not painful. 
love it. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Right. And, so, and, and you've got to you've got to remind them. I listened to a podcast you did uh, a little bit ago about um, somebody giving you their nagging rights so that they can have the bragging rights. And I loved it. Right. And that's what they're doing. They're setting their own goals. I don't come in and tell them what their goal is. Yeah. Right. And, and this is stepping back a little bit, big picture, but I don't tell them what their goal is. They let me know what their goal is. And then we make everything according to that. Yeah. Right. If you want to accomplish this, this is what's going to be needed. So therefore they're giving me nagging rights basically. And so I'm going yeah. to be sitting down and, and, and so when you hear of accountability, you don't want it to be the, the big brother watching over you waiting to pounce when you don't do what you were told. Yeah. Right. This is a, Hey, you told me this is, I know you want to accomplish this. We got to get this done. What can we change? Yeah. So after we go through all of the numbers, right, we've entered in all their call goals, we've gone through all their leads and their CRM to make sure they're up to date and they're handling leads the way we want. Then we're going to sit down and I have a, uh, I have notes taken on our spreadsheet about what was their seven day goal. What was it that they were to accomplish between last Monday when we met and this Monday when we meet hmm. and we'll go over it. Did they, or did they not accomplish it? Right. It could have been as simple as, I want to update all of my Zillow, Trulia, and Realtor.com pages, right? Or I want to uh, I want to make sure that I reached out with a handwritten note to my 10 champions, okay? It could be I wanted to interview lenders and talk about MSAs, right? It, it's going to be different with each agent, right? right? There's going to be your agent who's busting out 70 deals a year, and there's going to be your agent who's five deals and wants to do some training on the purchase agreement. And that's absolutely right. okay. You know, you've got to have, wear a different hat with depending on the agent that walks through the door. Yeah. So, but you want to make sure that it's not one size fits all either, right? If you have, if you just have the standard meeting every time and you're like, I just want to make sure that you're reaching your numbers, you're going to lose a lot of people. You've got to make it very individualized. That agent who comes in and is maybe only done five or 10 deals ever, you've got to cater it to them, right? To help them take the baby steps to, you know, accomplish what they need. The guy who's doing 70 deals a year, he doesn't want to hear about, hey, yeah, you, know, you made 125 calls instead of 100 this week. You know what I mean? You've yeah. got to cater it and make it value add. Okay. All right. So, uh, so seven day goal. Is that, uh, is there any steps after that or is then, is it then just individual coaching from there on out? Well, after the seven day goal, did we, or did we not accomplish it? Mm -hmm. Then we're going to talk about what's our, what's going to be our seven day goal now, right? For the next seven days. Oh, gotcha. So, we'll go, so it, uh, and it started out, I mean, it's, it's valuable, but it started out as a way for me to remember what each agent needs to do because I meet with 25. So, you know what I mean? So is, is, it was a way for me just to take notes, and now I and I used to keep it private. Now I keep it public. You know what I mean? I let everybody see it. And I'm like, yep, this is exactly what we're going over. It's also going to help because I know we've all run into this. Anybody who's you know a, a manager of uh, or a sales manager, success manager for their agents, agent will come in and say this. You know, they'll, they'll say, oh yeah, no, that never happened. We never talked about that. Or oh, you know what? I don't remember that. Oh, is that what I was supposed to do? Right? Everything is written down. I now have them type it in. So every time that there's a seven day goal. I hand them the keyboard, they type it in themselves. Oh, that's interesting. They type it in themselves because you know what? It is their goal. It is what they wanted to accomplish. It is now my job to help them do so. Right. I love it. And that's then, awesome. So then after we have the seven day, hey, what do we want to accomplish? We got this accomplished last week. We did or didn't. Why didn't we? Do we need to revisit time blocking? You know what I mean? And if that's the case, then we'll sit down and we'll pull out a schedule and we'll go through it. Now, it sounds like a lot that you're getting through in 20 minutes, right? But that's, but you got to understand a lot of the numerical things can take five to seven minutes, you know, and then you're on to the other stuff right away. And yeah. then if it's, if there's an area where a agent's struggling, we can schedule some one-on-one -on -one time, you know, later on in the week. 
But after we get our seven-day goal set up, then it's we kind of push all the numbers off the side and we just have a talk. What, where are you struggling? What is, uh, where do you think you're crushing it right now? What can we do more of? What do we need to be doing less of? I use that time to get feedback on the team. If you could change one thing about the team right now, what would it be? You know, if you could, if we could do one more thing than we do now, what would that be? Where do you feel like you're struggling the most? And we have that kind of conversation. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, and that's we'll get into that in, in future episodes because that's sure. one of the things that we'll do is I want to bring on other people that are managing the actual agents, both in terms mm -hmm. of uh, you know whoever's leading the team, but also in terms of sale, like people that have your similar role, whether mm -hmm. they're a you know operations manager that are over the agents or a yep. sales manager that kind of role, uh, depending on how big the team is. So there's other people out there that are filling that role that they yep. have the challenges every day that you do, which is you're dealing with a pretty wide spectrum of agents. I mean, some people are even dealing with listing partners that are making multiple six figures and doing 100 plus deals uh, a year all the way down mm -hmm. to a buyer's agent who's doing five or ten deals a year or something like that. So right. I mean these can be all over the board. Uh, so Absolutely. we'll bring on people that will really dive into and you guys can share kind of uh, specific coaching strategies for how you guys handle specific agents and how to get them motivated and all that stuff. So that's as we move into um, you know and get further along with the podcast that's kind of what your sessions will will focus on. Perfect. But uh, so let's just go through that again. So make sure we didn't leave anything out. So first of all, you're starting off with uh, just entering their numbers in front of them, and uh, you know chit chat, just kind of you know establishing rapport and keeping in touch and stuff right. like that. So and the data entry that you're doing is kind of the stand, the same five things they're reporting at the team meeting. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So they all they all know this stuff. They they're expected to come Monday morning, and they're they're giving these numbers out publicly. So when you come to a one on one, there's no excuse for them to not have that information at their Absolutely. fingertips. You're literally just taking what they give you, and they're mm -hmm. verbally telling it to you again in private after they've already spoken in the public, and then you're just typing it in. All right, so then you're getting into the uh, so talk a little bit about the agent accountability, the the tracker, and what all the all that you're tracking in terms of uh, sure. you know their engagement with the team. Okay, so the tracker is, uh, the first half of the tracker is going to be attendance, okay? And like I said, we try and group things around the one-on-ones with our team trainings as well. So we have team trainings or meetings every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, we, I will track whether they came to our specifically, this is team specific, but did they come to our team meeting on Monday, yes or no? Did they come to the one-on-one -on -one with me, yes or no? Did they come to our dialogue training on Wednesday, our call blitz following it? And then did they come to the team training on Friday? Okay. Now, uh, some agents may sit back, especially the high producers and say, I'm not coming to all those. You know what I mean? But, They're too busy out there doing money producing activities. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is a, it's important to make it available, right? Mm -hmm. Cause you want to make sure you onboard and you bring your other agents up to speed so they can be the high producers and B we don't make it mandatory. If you're at goal, the okay. only mandatory meetings each week are going to be the team accountability meeting where we all meet once a week. And then you're one-on-one -on -one with me. After that, if you are at goal, you are not. It's not necessary that you're at those other meetings. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So, uh, anything else on the accountability tracker? We have our. Uh, we have one column there where I leave it. It's um, it's uh, completely up to me. So if I find an agent doing something outside of what we are requiring, they're reading an extra book. They have a tips group, right? They're doing a, mm. a training by another coach. Whatever it is, if I feel they're going outside the box to try and gain knowledge. I will then also give them um, an attendance point for that. Okay. What that does is that tallies up all the way across the screen and we have seven categories, right? So seven categories. If you busted out a seven, you had great attendance and you're thinking outside the box on your own to improve yourself. If you have a two, a one, 
it was a pretty light week for you, right? <laughs> so, that's a light week for you. Oh. It is a light week for you. So what we do is, and, and one week is a snapshot, right? That right. doesn't do a ton for us. But the fact is, is that we have all these tabs for every week. So we have 52 tabs a year, right? And I can go back and I can start to see attendance. Where's it at? And I can start to see, you know what? You're having five events a week over the last three months. That's not going to cut it. Right. If you want this to be your goal, this is what you're going to need. And and the great thing about it is I can sit here and show agents who are right around maybe the 20 unit mark and they're trying to get over that hump. And I can say, well, look at guy who's doing 70 right now. Let's go back the last six months, 18 months, 24 months. Let's look at what his attendance was like. Right. His attendance was killer because he was doing all the things he needed to do. Yeah. And it's great to show examples because everybody just assumes that the awesome agent was just awesome, right? right? They just were that way. Yeah. Well, no, they were the one showing up every day to the meetings, doing all the things that they needed to right. do. And we just give them the roadmap. And there's nothing um, better than to be able to show them the numbers instead of just being able to tell them. And well, so yeah, yeah, not only show them the numbers, but I've, you know, <clears throat> human beings are very attached to stories like that. That yeah. a lot had a lot of times has more psychological impact than the numbers. Now, when you combine the two things and you have stories backed up by the numbers and you can't, it just it makes the story more powerful, and then the story is what gets us. Okay, okay, yeah, I know. Right. I need to come to the team meetings, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so it's good that you have that like in the chamber, so to speak. Yes, real life examples are, are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, so you got through the agent accountability matrix. You enter everything right in front of them, and then yep. you're kind of tracking it. And that that way you kind of know, like that gives you a huge heads up when somebody's having an issue. Not just in their production, like that. Those are lagging indicators, right? And there's there's other people that are, uh, like some of Lars Hedenberg's coaching clients have talked a lot about this. Anybody that's read, I think, any of Gina Wickman's stuff, uh, like Traction, uh, talks about leading indicators and lagging indicators. Like you are right on the front lines. Like you're the one that gets the leading indicators when something's up, whether it's something in their life is going off, whether it's you know they're yep. you know not mentally engaged with the team, they're not mentally engaged in their business, like whatever it is, I get, it starts showing up in meeting attendance and the way they behave in one-on-ones right away. Attitude first, attendance second, and then uh, those, the third will be production, right? Because right. we all know production takes two, three months before you, before you start having the bad stuff, right? Yeah. All deals aren't being put together because we weren't doing the activities needed. But it's attitude first, then when attitude starts souring, then it's attendance and then it's production. So we yeah. want to know those things before. But yeah, and that's the thing is you want to be meeting with these people is, yeah, it's great to meet with them, to talk with them, do all things. It's very important to do so. You also want to be building a relationship with them. You have to, you can't fake it. They will know, right? You have to genuinely care that yeah. they're successful, yeah. right? You have to care and you have to show that, that you're willing to help them time block. And these things allow you to do so. So when you sit down and help them time block and they've been hammered on about, I got to make calls, I got to put deals together, I got to go to trainings, mm -hmm. and you're helping them trying to time block uh, date night with their significant other or <laughs> kids on the weekend, but you show that that's just as important. Yeah. Once they see you doing those things, right, there's a level of trust being built. Yeah. And then, so then when it comes time to where they are struggling, they will say, Andy, I'm really struggling with X, Y, or Z, right? And they'll be vulnerable, but you need them to do those things because guess what? You can't help them and they yeah. will see right through you and you don't care. Yeah, you it, it reminds me of something that um, 
Oh yeah, no, it's it's one hundred percent true. Uh, it's it's funny that, like the building the genuine relationship stuff and caring about what goes on outside of their work life. Yep. It reminds me of something that that somebody that I really respect and is very well known in the real estate community said that really bothered me. He was talking about the role of a real estate coach and why would you hire like the role of a real estate coach if you're paying someone to coach you, which effectively is what somebody's doing when they join your team, right? right. They're not they're not just they don't want leads. They they want the support to actually get where they they claim they want to go, right? right? So his point was that a real estate coach, why would you hire a real estate coach that doesn't push you to produce the maximum that you're capable of producing? And you don't need someone that's taking in all of your other life stuff. Like that's that's a separate issue. And I'm like, I just I that does not resonate at all <laughs> with me. You know, uh, I think people want you to. Now you can, yeah, if you're a super successful person, maybe you have a life coach, and then you have a productivity coach, and then it's your responsibility to balance the two. But most people are not that smart. Um, I mean, we're dealing with people that are selling, you know, 20 homes a year. They just want they want a good life. They want to have a good relationship with their spouse and their kids. They want a they want a career, not a business. That's that's key. You know, we have to understand that. Like uh, those of us that are like in the weeds on building businesses and stuff like that, like they do not share that mentality. They behave right. like employees. They want careers. They want work life balance and stuff like that. And I think if we get too caught up in trying to teach them how to build a business all the time, I think you lose people because they're just as concerned about their work-life balance, whereas we let that get out of whack maybe a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, I would I never speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, the thing is, and I, I spoke about it a little bit earlier, is remember we have to make each meeting individualized. Mm -hmm. An agent, and uh, her name is Veronica. Veronica comes in. Veronica is 40 units a year, you know, 100 grand. She's great, right? She's chugging along. Veronica's goal is not to do now 50 or to do 60. Veronica's goal is to do 40 again, but in half the time. Right. Right. That's a good she, goal. Does, she does not want to. Right. But then Mike, the guy who comes in after her, he wants to dominate the world and do 100. Okay. Right. So they're very different, but both goals are genuine and just as important. Right. Yeah. Veronica. So they're very different. And that's why you've got to make sure that, like you said, you don't, not everybody's the same. I'm not trying to help everybody build a business. Yeah. Right. And so that's, yes. So yeah, I, I understand. I don't need to know the intimate details of every uh, weekend, right? <laughs> with their family. Right. But I need to know. I need I need to know what's going on with their family. I need to know is their spouse or significant other uh, on board, right? Yeah. With real estate. Because, you know, if they're not on board, it's going to make it twice as hard. Yeah. And well, I need to know true. what's their situation with kids. And you know what I mean? I need to know those things. And that's why, and outside of the one-on-one -on -one meeting as a team, that's why we try to have you know, quarterly team functions where we're bringing the family. We invite uh, wives, kids to be coming to the office. You know what I mean? And get to know everyone. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I was just listening to uh, another podcast with a, like a high-level recruiting coach. Me and him go back and forth on Facebook about stuff all the time. So if anybody knows me, you probably know who I'm talking about. But on the podcast, he, like somebody asked him, what's what's one of the main obstacles that holds back a, a recruiter, which is essentially a salesperson, uh, from being successful mm -hmm. in their business? And he says it has nothing to do with the business. It is almost 100% what's going on outside the business in their family life, with their spouse, with their kids. Like that literally can trump everything else. If that's not right, it doesn't matter what other business acumen you have, like the whole thing will fall apart and it will zap you of energy and time and um, well, the mo the biggest thing is energy. It will, it will sap your energy that you need to chase building your business if the home life isn't right. Yep, I agree, 100%.
All right, so diving back into the checklist here real quick and then we'll finish up. So uh, we talked about the agent accountability tracker and then you're evaluating the numbers. You're giving them praise or coaching and that, that's where it's super individualized based on what their yeah. goals are. Then you're going through, but the Boomtown stuff, that is not individualized. Everybody has essentially the same best practices that they're following, right? Absolutely. Yep, okay. we have the best practices and um, I can kind of dive into what our requirements are for each category if you're interested in that. Uh, we've, we'll have probably go super, we might go in depth on that on another podcast, so I don't want to go into that too much here. Yep, everybody's uh, got the same requirements on that though. We'll double check to make sure. We just want to make sure that they're keeping the leads up to date and they're handling the leads the way we expect. Okay, yeah, because I'm curious, like with the guys that are doing, let's say 40 to 100 units, they're going above and beyond what you guys expect in terms of the minimum number of calls made. So they're putting, I would think, they're putting more leads into their pipeline. So do the, do the requirements in terms of follow-up stay the same, or if they're generating these leads from their sphere and from circle prospect and all the calling expireds and all this stuff, do you guys kind of set those aside and treat those differently in terms of how they're expected to follow up? Nope. Really? Uh, lead lead follow-up is lead follow-up. It's a proven system on how you should be uh, handling the leads that come in, whether they're an internet-generated lead from the team or whether you're doing your own prospect. The follow-up that we have set, set up works, and I don't know why an uh, agent would not want to use that follow-up. with their, We don't care just about our leads, right? The, the, the internet generator team leads where we get the, you know, the bigger splits, those types of things. Yeah, we yeah. care about all of the leads. And so I want them to be just as successful with their own sphere leads as they are with the internet generated leads because gotcha. it sets up that bigger picture how they uh, are a, what do we call it? A healthy and stable agent where they're having multiple lead sources, right? Where they're doing yeah. prospecting calls, internet lead gen, sphere, open house, whatever it is. We want you to be successful at all of them because I want you to be able to rinse and repeat every January 1st and not worry about how am I going to do that again? I had a great yeah. year. How do I do it? So yeah, it does not matter what the lead source, we want the follow up no matter what. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And that, that I think it helps drive the point and it's very aligned with, with Jeff's whole three buckets and, and just his Absolutely. overall mission of making sure that they're, you know, whether you want to call it a business or, or a career that they're focused on building something that can sustain itself outside of just the internet leads that you guys are providing them. So, so I like that. Absolutely. It's a, uh, it also helps build that trust. Yeah. Because you're helping them create their own leads, you know, which they're making more money on. Yeah. And that's important. You know what I mean? Then yeah. they start to trust you. Yeah, exactly. And so, and Jeff has talked about this a lot in terms of bringing more value over time. In order for people to stick around, you have to keep on bringing them value. And that's one of the ways that you guys do that is helping them get more of the leads that are going to you know, be at a higher split to them and help them build a more sustainable business rather than just kind of weaning them off, hopefully, the, the internet leads gradually so that they stick around. You're providing value to them. They stick around, they get, but they get a better business and everybody wins. So I think yeah. that's an important distinction where I think a, there's a lot of teams out there that try to capture and they try to find that sweet spot where they can capture as much of the commission from their agents as they can without getting them to leave. I think it's, right. you know, maybe it's, it's a value difference there, you know, and it's yeah. it's... It's subtle in the way it's communicated to agents, and it can really only manifest itself in a few percentage points here and there, but it does manifest itself, and people feel it. Yep, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. All right, so you go through Boomtown, then you physically go into every category, add up any deficient leads, and mm -hmm. uh, and that's I feel like that's really where a lot of the coaching 
and the massaging and the bringing back their goals and all this stuff kind of comes into play. There's a lot we can go super deep on that, but we'll we'll uh, yeah. skip that for now. Okay. But that's uh, so you essentially go and you're adding up the different leads and then you're holding them accountable. Kind of hopefully throughout the week they're they're reporting back to you that they're getting things squared away before you have to address it in the next one on one, which is good. Yep. Then you're going over their previous seven day goal that they set. And then yep. you're uh, coaching and, and, and helping on that, and then setting another seven-day goal, and they're typing it in to what is it? Boomtown? Are they typing into that, or is it? Uh... We have it on an Excel spreadsheet that we've created. We have. Oh, okay. A, yep, that we have gotcha. it on there, and they type it in themselves. And the thing I like about it is all of this is public to everyone on the team, so That's everybody sees everybody else's numbers. Yeah. It's a little, you know, group peer pressure. Yeah. You know, so everybody knows who's doing what. Absolutely, the numbers never lie, and we've always been super transparent. All the way from Jeff, all the way down. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't think in the standard like the KW kind of a four one one system, as far as I know, because uh, they have implemented this while I was at Viral Marketing. Uh, everything was private, and that's right. so it's interesting that you guys make you help them set a public seven day kind of a business building goal essentially. Yep. Well, and it's also nice too is is uh, you know, you, an agent may look that pull that up and say, okay, well, what is I'm supposed to be working on this week? And they say two other agents have a similar goal, right? Well, maybe they get together and it's a training that they all can go to together or it's, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's something like that. And then they can brainstorm and mastermind together because we don't want, you know, 30 individual agents out there trying to conquer the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. We want them to be working together and helping each other out because also then we talk about team chemistry, culture, things like that. But yeah, and it's also, so it, it's in a positive way and it also has that little bit of a, man, everybody knows how many leads I have behind. Or, you know what I mean? Everybody knows that I accomplished this or yeah. not. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, but again, those are all the goals that they've set, and it's not only my job, but it's the team's job to help them accomplish those. Yeah. Well, and it kind of, you know, talking about nagging rights, it's joining the joining the, the team there in Omaha is like giving 30 other people a, a small slice of your nagging rights. Absolutely. Yes, I, I hear it all the time. If somebody didn't, if I know for a fact because I, I mean, obviously I've been doing this for a while and I know everybody's got, you know, they're good friends with some people, you know, better friends right. with others. I know if somebody's not at the uh, accountability meeting in the morning, I know that I can pick out two or three people that are sending them a text message. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why aren't you here? You know what I mean? Where are you yeah. at? What's more important than making money? Or you know what I mean? And, and they'll yeah. be doing my work for me. Yeah. I won't even have to say a thing. I can be the, <laughs> the good guy who's understanding, right? I can, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I went, I went, oh. that was horrible. Cause they got they got three other people breathing down their neck giving them a hard time. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. All right. So then you uh, finish off with uh, individual coaching. So that's everything from time blocking, uh, scheduling some individual like one on one time for additional training or setting them up with yep. some additional training. Uh, yep. you know, what do we do more of? Do less of? Get feedback about the team in general, and then go over specific obstacles and struggles that that they're dealing with. And yep. uh, good lord, you can knock all of that out in 20 minutes. Yeah, it depends on the agent. There's going to be an agent that comes in and we can bust through and they're going to have zero deficient leads. They have perfect attendance. There's nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? We can yeah. shoot straight over. That takes two minutes. Yeah. We shoot straight over to the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. There are other people who, uh, you know what I mean? It, it takes, <laughs> we're slogging through the mud trying right. to get to that point. And, but you know what? We're also having a conversation the entire time. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like the room's dead quiet. So, but yeah, it, it's taking a lot of time. They used to be thirty to forty minutes long, and we've got them to be. I would never want them to be less than twenty. And the good news is, is like I said, I have those hours set aside throughout the week that if they need more time, just to, for one-on-one -on -one attention, we can schedule that. Yeah, yeah, the office hours. 
Yep. And I do that with agents. In, in your first two months, you're required to schedule every other week with me for a half hour. We'll figure something to talk about. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? I just want to make sure that I'm touching base with them because that's where you can lose somebody is right off the bat if they don't feel like they're connecting or they're getting lost in the shuffle. I yeah. want to make sure that they have that with me because then it also sets it up down the road when we have real things to talk about and real issues in production that there's already that trust and bond built. Yeah. So I think it's really important. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, very cool. So uh, so anything else that you want to add just in terms of uh, the checklist? I think I've got pretty much the, the main points down here. And uh, so anything else that you want to add to that? Oh, pretty much for it. Um, I, we also add in, you know, like we talked about their calls, their unit sales, right? Their unit is right side by side is how many units have you sold so far? And what's your goal for the end of the year? So it's always front and center. Um, we will also go through, well, keep an eye on where their units coming from. And of course, this is a whole nother podcast. We'll get into our operations manager and how his numbers help me keep them accountable. <laughs> but you know, you can also go through that. One thing I will say is uh, sometimes it seems like we really didn't get much accomplished in that 20 minutes. You know what I mean? It was like a quick, some chit chat. We got the numbers in and sometimes you're like, you know, it wasn't groundbreaking. Yeah. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking every time. It doesn't have to be a huge revelation every Monday for 20 minutes or Wednesday. What I found is there's weeks where I've gone on vacation um, I do that occasionally. My wife makes me, so we'll go out, you know, go out of the country for a week and a half. Right. And I miss a Monday or, or two and you will see the, the office is vacant. There are no agents around, right? Uh, all, nobody comes to the trainings, the call, the call blitzes, the dialogue, anything, because if they don't have that mandatory meeting to be at and nobody to say, where were you? Right. It's all of a sudden, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, You've seen that, that literally things seem to fall apart. So just the act of having the meeting is the most important part. Yeah. Just the act of having it is the most important part then, because I'll come back from a trip and how did everything go? And the admin staff will be like, uh, it was great. Nobody was here ever, <laughs> all week. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh. right. So just by being there and having the meeting scheduled is, is you know what I mean? You're going to have. Yeah, and I think that's the ideal is you build your systems. So the systems do 90% of the work, and that way no individual person or the individual meeting doesn't have to be groundbreaking, which that, that's a great, great point. Just yeah. this, just executing the system week after week does does the job, right? That's that's what you're yeah. hopefully shooting for when you're building systems into your business so that no one specific thing Absolutely. is really dependent on the talent of the individual person, hopefully, right. or on uh, something going extraordinarily well because you can't count on that. You can only count on right. what can you do day in and day out. Right. It's a grind. It's a grind, yeah. and we're there to help them grind. And the yeah. other thing is, is, is you're not going to recreate the wheel on 20 minutes on a Monday afternoon. You know what I mean? I don't understand. Not Come on. I know. Come on. I know. You gotta, I know. Bring, you gotta bring your A coaching game. Exactly. I'll be like Jeff and I'll have a rock star energy drink <laughs> and we'll get it done. I tell you what, we'll get you a a mini firewalking apparatus, like in your <laughs> office or something. Yeah. And just like just bring them in and like every week they have to just walk over hot coals. That's right. This is happening. Yeah. Life changing. Like you're gonna have right a spiritual now. revelation right now or else. <laughs> or else. Or else we're cutting your leads off. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Wonderful motivation. I'd show Exactly. All right. Well, with that, we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. So, like I said, in in future ones, we're gonna put Andy uh, on the podcast together with other uh, 
people that hold similar positions, whether they're, you know, whatever they're called, you know, they go by a lot of names, operations managers, director of operations, sales managers, success managers, whatever. Uh, yep. We'll get them from other top teams around the country so that they can compare notes okay. and you'll get to listen in on these conversations with people that are in the trenches uh, helping agents be successful every day in a team context. It's a lot different than, uh, than broker coaching. This is a lot different than, you know, Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry coaching top producer style. This is a completely different animal. This is like you said, you're helping people grind and you're helping people do different things like maintain their income but with but cut down on time, get more family time. Like the the whole dynamic is a lot different, I think, than than coaching top producers. So to me it's really interesting and we're gonna get some other people in to to chat with Andy about how they do that and different approaches they can take and different methods and and how they hold their agents accountable, what their team structures are, your their team meetings, their individual meetings, what they go over in those meetings and all kinds of stuff. So that's what you've got to look forward to in Andy's episodes of the Team Building Podcast. So with that, we'll uh, put a nice little uh, bow on this one and we'll let you get back to uh, doing what you presumably do, which is you also actually work and you sell real estate and you do other things. I do. I try. <laughs> yes. <All right. laughs> yes, I got a listing presentation right after this, Matt, so I appreciate it. It was great. Awesome. I'm looking forward to those other podcasts. I'm yes, looking forward to hear what other people do. Yep. All right. Awesome. Forward.